0: I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me, I have given to them and they have received them and know in truth that I came from you and they have believed that you sent me I am asking on their behalf I'm not asking on behalf of the world but on behalf of those whom you gave me because they are yours all mine are yours and yours are mine and I have been glorified in them and now I am no longer in the world but they are in the world and I'm coming to you Holy Father protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one, as we are one. I am asking on their behalf. We thought a little last week about the gift of the Holy Spirit as a second advocate. The Gospel this week returns us to Jesus' advocacy, but this time for his disciples. It's worth thinking through the context of his words, for they're spoken during St. John's account of the Last Supper. Jesus knows he must go through the final hour that is his Passion. Father, the hour has come. And that his Passion and Ascension will both involve leave-takings. The first leave-taking is his death. We often think about the abandonment that Christ experienced on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But we don't so often remember that the disciples experienced their share of this emotion too. Every death is an abandonment, a complete giving up of something. So the disciples and Mary and the other faithful women of Jesus' company will have experienced his death in this way. Jesus' prayer for his disciples takes this in view. I am no longer in the world. He says strangely with his disciples around him, but they are in the world and I am coming to you. Christ is preparing the disciples to live without him. Very soon I shall be gone. It is so close at hand that you may as well consider that I have left already. But to prepare you, I want you to know that I have asked for your protection. It will be difficult for you to believe But when you experience the abandonment of my death, know that you are not lost to me or I to you. You have been given to me by the Father. All that is mine is the Father's, and all that is the Father's is mine. As I go to the Father through this hour, I commend you to the Father's protection. In the Father you are not lost to me nor I to you. I have been, I am, your advocate. Jesus' second leave-taking is the ascension. I think of this as a very different sort of leave-taking. If in Christ's Passion the disciples experienced the abandonment of something, what they experience at the ascension is an abandonment to something. Christ's ascension gives those who followed Jesus the opportunity to keep the story open. What I mean by this is that if Christ had remained with his disciples, something very important would be left unfinished. You see, there is a a parallel, completing kind of motion in the ascension. In the incarnation, God came down to earth, if you will, to take our humanity in Christ. In the ascension, God takes our humanity up into heaven. But this final move, the completion of our salvation, opens to us a great space for us to improvise. We know we shall never be abandoned. We know that we have an advocate in Christ who has gone to the heavens before us, taking our humanity right up to God. And knowing this, what shall we do? How shall we play it? The story is open, held right open before us, wide open, And it's our story and God's story together. So what shall we do? What good things shall we abandon ourselves to? Not foolishly thinking that everything we attempt will succeed, but in complete and utter confidence that God is with us always. Amen.